Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely, talented, and tired wife, Mrs. Rochelle. <laughs> You're up Mal. at 3 a.m. <laughs> Dang. I couldn't sleep. I woke up. I was like, man, what's y'all doing? I heard dishes clanging. I was like, serious. <laughs> I couldn't doing that sleep. housework. <laughs> I, I laid down and I fell asleep like for 10 minutes and then I woke up and it was just. I was going to say, I was watching salt, Ancient salt, Aliens. Salt, salt, salt. Yeah. And then I was like, Shay, you want to tell the Ancient Aliens? Yeah, sure. I was like, man, she ain't no way you're asleep. Yep. It, it did not last. Didn't last. Should have took you some of that melatonin. <laughs> Those give me the craziest dreams. Man, it's vivid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. I'd rather not sleep. <laughs> yeah, I was dreaming all kinds of crazy stuff last night. <laughs> you ever have those dreams where you walk around in nothing but your underwear and there's people talking to you like it's normal? And you feel <laughs> and then, weird. Yeah, and yeah and I'm, having, I'm yeah. having drinks. And I'm like, man, what am I doing out in my underwear? <laughs> I was last night, but you know what? I just rocked it. In my dream, I remember I remember it played as day. It had to be the melatonin. Because I was like, yeah, man, I was, I, I was like Bert. I was like, I was the star in my underwear just walking around, toasting people. Life of the party. No, I, when I have those <laughs> dreams, I'm panicked. <laughs> yeah. Well, normally I am. I just decided in my dream last night, I'm going to rock it. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> just all out. Here it is. Mine's when I'm waiting tables. Like oh, I'll yeah. be waiting on tables in my boxers. And like <laughs> in your I, dreams, I don't know what. Yeah. That's got to mean something. You need to pull out. Don't you have an old dream book somewhere explaining stuff? A gypsy dream book. <laughs> yeah. You told me that was a bunch of. Nonsense. Oh, I'm sure it is, but <laughs> I wonder if it has something in there about it. Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> well, anyway, Shell, what are we talking about today? We got some recapping to do first, or yeah, um, we had our big grand opening anniversary yes. celebration this past last weekend. Saturday. Yeah, started off freezing cold. I was very worried. Turned into a beautiful day. It did. The sunshine it did. came out. The wind laid down. People came from. All over the place to it. That was That's amazing. Really, I was surprised. I really was. Yeah. yeah. Um, the guys from Mitten Barbecue Supply in Michigan. This was their second trip down. There was a lot of people. I ta- I tried to talk to everybody. I mean, it's impossible. There's so yeah. many people, but <clears throat> that's what I spent my day doing. It felt like. Well, yeah. Talking with people and taking pictures. I didn't get to. You know, we had this big grandiose. We do all these demos, and I was going to host each one and kind of let the guys do their spills on stuff. Oh man, that didn't happen. <laughs> well, we did do the demos. Yeah, we did the demos. Oh yeah, I got that on my list to talk about the whole like what all we did. So, but what did you think? Success? Uh, definitely. We had a bunch of local people show up. We had a bunch of friends and family show up. We had a bunch of people from out of town show up. Um, it, to it me, good. it was like a tailgate event. It was. That's what, yeah. and that's, and that's kind of what we wanted. I mean, we're. You know, the premise is come out, see some grills in action. If you got questions about them, ask them. We'll answer them. Hot grills in action. Hot grills in action. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of blast. We were all, I think, wore out. Yeah. Um, what would you do different next year? Um, I don't know, man. There's not. I mean, well, I'd get hopefully George Strait would show up. <laughs> I had my fingers crossed. We I had, had that on my list to talk about. We had a meeting. Several people Shire. asked about George. Yeah, we Oh, man. Rodney's kid. I mean, uh, Barry's son. Yeah. He come in the full Lane Frost bull riding outfit. 
was like, I, I, yeah, cowboy up. I said, y'all going to a rodeo later? He goes, no, nah, he just dressed himself today. <laughs> he had the vest, the number on the back. He had chaps. <laughs> he, had he was ready. I want to go on like a super quick t- side tangent. Did you guys see it this morning in the community? Somebody found a George Strait cutout. Yes. That's what brought. The, that's why I made, when I was making notes this morning, I saw that, and I was like, "Oh man, so chill." I was like, "Oh man, look, we missed it out." He was like a week late, and it was George Strait holding a bottle of whiskey. Which tequila was, was it? Tequila? Yeah, it's his tequila company. Really? I, I googled it. Yeah, that's crazy. I did not know he had a tequila company. He doesn't. He doesn't strike me as a man that drinks tequila. But, <laughs> I know he's a co-owner. Yeah, that's awesome. I wonder if it's like one of those. I was just Red looking. Rocker things. Sammy Hagar does the. Well, he was with Cabo. Cabo Wabo. Yeah. But now he's got another one. Oh, really? He made a fortune off selling Cabo Wabo. Yeah. And then I guess he, he probably had some kind of no compete for a while, but now I see him on there doing TikToks and stuff with his with new tequila. New tequila company. But yeah, I was I was looking up the tequila company to try to get my own George Strait cutout. Mm hmm. Yeah. No luck. That wasn't happening. Have to become a supplier. Yeah. <laughs> we need to find that find that tequila and I'll start doing some TikToks with it. Yeah, yeah. Seems <laughs> all we want in return is a cutout of George. <laughs> that's all that's all we're asking for. We're not I, asking for much. I kinda wanna ask that uh the person on the community, can you steal that for me? <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not encouraging anyone to break the law. But can you steal that for me? <laughs> Have you Just ever, borrow it. Have you ever stolen some promotional material out of stores before? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, so we used to go to the old road store in college, and they the what? That, the, it was called the old road store, Bear Hill Grocery, and they always had posters. I guess they're beer reps or something. So that's what it's what you put in your dorm room. Yeah, it was like Mickey's and you know all the old stuff, a bunch of you know malt liquor type posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't drink the stuff, but that's what we'd put. I may have borrowed a few beer glasses and pint glasses from places back <laughs> yeah. in the day. When I worked for Miller, we used to put we have like these Saints coolers uh, for Miller that we would always put out around football, putting football season, and they always went missing yeah. all yeah. the time, constantly. Now, like at Kroger, I guess it's Miller Coors is putting out like a crawfish tent with uh, pots and stuff. Yeah. I don't know who gets mm-hmm. all that stuff. We did get a bar one time, but it was they gave it to us. Remember that? We had it in the lounge. <laughs> Shell's own <laughs> private pub she had in her garage when I met her. That's a true story. That's a true story. Um, something happened to that old bar. It was like a cheap Miller Lite demo display bar. Yeah. It was all plastic, but something happened to it. Like we were I taking think- it to barbecues. And it, fell and it had like a plexiglass top, and the top blew off and busted. So, <sighs> wasn't lucky. I mean, if you. If you'd afforded to get another piece of plastic cut for it, it would have cost more than that thing <laughs> ten times what that thing was yeah, worth. Yeah, yeah. I remember it like flew off somewhere and on we the used it several that. times at barbecues because it made a good shot bar. In my garage that we had converted into a pu- uh, a bar. Yeah, I don't know. A, we had the bar. umbrella up and the whole nine yards Heck in the yeah, garage. <laughs> <laughs> had a card table. You made a poker table like a big round. Yeah. Sam's Club round table and it got like a felt and stapled it all to it and had the poker stuff. Anyway, back to our event. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it went good. I don't know if there's anything you could change. I mean, the, the, the one thing that gets you on that is you never know what the weather's going to do. So if it would have decided it was going to rain that day, we would have, you know, we'd have had all that food and nobody probably would have showed up, but. Being that the weather was nice, we had, you know, like you said, it was a family event. We had a kid zone set up, um, and 
you know, thanks to uh, Robert Carter. He's a local guy that's a big booster for the Hernando Tigers high school football team. And his son, I think his son's playing ball. So he brought his son mm-hmm. out, and they had a, you know, um, a another football, football players, players that wore their know. jerseys out. And we bought, it was the coolest thing. I think it came from Amazon. It's like this blow-up football guy with the, you know, circle up where his hands would yeah. be. And he came with these inflatable footballs, and we let the kids throw them for prizes. And then we did, like, the cornhole boards. And if they could, you know, throw it through the cornhole board, and we had, they would get a prize. And we had hot dogs for the kids. Yeah. Those hot dogs were delicious. Man, there's more adults eating those hot dogs than there were kids. <laughs> I, was, I had that on my list to talk about. Michael and Carter, it was, they had to cook the hot dogs. <laughs> about how to fit not to be able to cook the hot dogs. So we pulled out that event grill. I th- did I talk about that event grill in another podcast? Yeah, when we uh, you talked about it when we cooked the chicken skewers yeah. at our well, catering event. It's a propane grill, and it's got, I think, eight burners on it. No, no, it's, it's like as long as a table. I don't know how many inches it is, but I bought it off HomeDepot.com. They got Sam's used to, Sam's and Costco used to have them, but ours. I meant was to tell out. you they have them now. Oh, is it? It's a seasonal it's that product. Time, yeah. yeah, but I found it at Home Depot, and I was shocked. And the reason why I jumped on it was only four hundred fifty bucks, free free shipping. So they brought it right to the shop, and I was like, man, that's the best. That's one of the best grills I've bought for the money <laughs> of what you can cook on it. You yeah. Know? But we got grill grates for it, and they did hot dogs, and I don't know how many hot. There was a bunch of hot dogs. They had two or three coolers that because after they cooked the hot dogs, we had them take the buns and roll them up individually, aluminum full, and put them in a cooler. And they stayed warm, you know, the whole. Like, bunch. yeah, it's almost like it helps steam them. Yeah, they, yeah, it they softens just, the bun yeah. up. Yeah, um, but you bought the little mustard and ketchup station for. It. Yeah, but people were like, "What kind of brand hot dogs are this?" <laughs> I, know. I had a lot of people asking me. They were Nathan's quarter pound all beef hot dogs, and when you order them, like we ordered them from Benny Keith. And that's just a food distributor. And I didn't know which ones they're, you know, we, me and Jamie and Mark had talked about it. It was like, do you want eights? Do you want sixes? Do you want, you know, and they got like two numbers. One of them's like the diameter of the hot dog or something. And the other number is like the length of the hot dog. Really? We didn't know that yeah. at the time. We just like, you know, do y'all have hot dogs? Yeah, here's the price list. And it's got all these numbers. I said, man, I don't know which ones are about a you know dollar for a pack or whatever. <laughs> but uh, we ended up buying the Nathan's All Beef Quarter Pounders. They were bun length, but yeah, they were right at you know yeah. bun length. Perfect, yeah. perfect. It reminded you of a Sam's Club. If you ever got the dollar fifty hot dog special from Sam's? It, that's exactly that's exactly, what exactly it the hot dog it was. <laughs> Already wrapped in the full and yeah. everything. Yeah. I just want to say they were killing it. Like they were walking around like they were at a sporting event. Like hot dog, get the hot dog. <laughs> I, like, I loved it. I loved that. Great man. Like oh, hot dog, get hot dog. I was like you guys are doing great. Selling people when they came out. Yeah, shopping. Like, there were some people like multiple hot dogs. <laughs> We had a lot of food. So Traeger, they were our that kind was, of our first demo. Yeah. They started at what ten? Yeah. Well, no, actually, we started with um, we started the thing at nine. Originally, we were going to start at ten, but we wanted to do something, um, you know, because we know people will be there since we open the door. So yeah. Jamie decided he was going to pull out the deep fryer we have here, the Bayou Classic two basket. It's like a propane deep fryer, and do some redneck beignets, which he bought canned biscuits. Like I think they were the Grands. Old school style mm-hmm. canned biscuit, cut them up into chunks and then rolled them in your hand in a ball and deep fry them. So it makes it's a little take on a beignet or a it donut hole. It tasted a little like a beignet to me, and then he topped it with a cinnamon sugar. And they made up topping. a glaze, yeah. Like uh, it was like was it milk and powdered sugar mm-hmm. and a little um, vanilla. Yeah, and so it kind of like made that glazed donut and drizzled it over in a squeeze bottle and hit it with that cinnamon sugar. They were 
fantastic. They were really good. I would do that again. There wasn't really a demo to that because I mean, yeah. just, I got these biscuits. I'm gonna ball them up and fry them. And, it was, just, but yeah, but it was it was something to kick off the morning. And then you know, one thing we didn't have was Bloody Marys. I guess we can't do alcohol to the public. Well, I wasn't feeling us. <laughs> you wasn't feeling Bloody Mary that morning. <laughs> But so the the next thing you're right, Traeger was our they were the front and center when you came through, and that was the first demo we had. So I missed off. that demo. What did he demo? Um, he demoed so so I got to say thanks to Harley Smith and his brother Sandy Smith. They come from Georgia. Uh, Harley is a Traeger rep, sales area. He's I think he's got the R region. He covers a big chunk of the South, and he goes around and does a lot of demos with Traeger. And so they brought they used one of our grills and they brought a grill or two, and they cook. When they come, they cook. It was just two of them. And they, they started out with a pork loin slider. They did, um, he calls it strip steak and rice. And it's what he was wanting to show people was different stuff that you can do mm-hmm. on a grill besides just your traditional barbecue ribs. Or, you know, he's like, we don't do that in demos. Everybody can cook that at home. I want to show you what you can really do with these grills. Yeah. So he did strip steak and rice. They did uh, teriyaki chicken. Uh, strips or skewers. Those were really they good. Did, I did get a bite of those. They did like a take on Italian sausage on a bun, mm-hmm. you know, peppers and onions. Somebody told me they had pot roast. They did a smoked chuck roast, pot roast style with vegetables. <laughs> that was funny because, you know, they're prepping all this stuff and people start showing up and they've just got the pan. And I, I watched this. I was standing there with Harley and he just had his pan. It had like carrots and potatoes and mushrooms and onions all raw in it. Yeah. And he'd seasoned it up with like a packet of beef stew seasoning and some other stuff. And he just had it sitting on the table because he was getting the grills ready and just getting prepped. Yeah, and there's yeah. people lined up and they were eating his raw vegetables seasoned <laughs> up. And, and, and so Harley said, that pretty good to you, man? And the guy said, well, you know, it's all right. He said, well, it'd be better if you let me cook it. <laughs> Did he say just, that? <laughs> I was rolling because I mean, <laughs> people were just standing there. Just I mean, you know, we we're talking, and this is like when they first got there. Yeah, but people, yeah. you know, people you know, yeah, yeah, people start showing up early. So, <laughs> but it was funny. It was eating, <laughs> was eating the carrots, and mushrooms, that big cooked or nothing, just seasoned. Hey, got to do what you got to do. You but need a little ranch for that. I think you need something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a little, it'd be a little better if it was warm, probably. <laughs> but yeah, so they cooked those. They cooked. Um, I don't know how many pork loins they cooked. Did you try their apple pie um, and cheddar? Oh, man, I didn't even have – I forgot about that. That was one thing that blew me away. And I told him when he'd let me try it that I'm still – did y'all know that's a thing? Like a piece of cheddar – a slice of cheddar cheese over warm apple pie? Or served with it alongside yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah, that's supposed to be like a I've, classic combination. I, I've seen it, but I had never tried it. Me I'm, My mother-in-law grew up in Vermont, so that's, she's like really big on it. Is that, makes pie. Yeah. So it's like so, maybe a northern thing? Yeah. So yeah. – when Harley told me he had a take Thank on you. it, he he yeah. <laughs> well he he had done it. He said he did it accidentally at another event where they had had some leftover apple pies or something, and they needed something else to feed some people. Yeah. And so what he did, he takes two apple pies, like, like go buy at Sam's Club or like the whatever. kind like a regular apple pie, regular that you apple slice pie. and serve. Yeah. Yes. Takes those two pies, puts them in a you know long, large size aluminum pan, and just kind of breaks them up. And to where it's like just all these pieces of pie deconstructed in this pan and then mixes cheese with it, like shredded cheese. Puts it over the top. It puts it all over the top, seasoned it with a little of that cinnamon toast crunch sugar stuff, puts it on the pit and lets it all come together. 
and it makes like this cobbler. It's like an apple pie cheesy cobbler. And you think oh, this is going to be disgusting, you know, cheese and pie or whatever. When it was done, he he got a bowl, or, you know, a little cont- uh, tray of it and brought it over to me. He's like, I told him I had to try it, and it was awesome. It was pretty good. It was you you knew it was creamy and cheesy without it being like, is that just cheese in there and pie? Because you didn't really <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, it was, and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. So I gotta, I'm gonna recreate that. Or at least try. I think. Yeah. It'll be, I think it'll make a good TikTok. Really, mm-hmm. nobody's done that. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be done this tomorrow. <laughs> You'll see it. So what else did Harley do? Um, they, uh, so tell me about the strip loin. Is it strip loin? So rice? the first time I had this, they came last year and did it. They did ribeye rice, and we cooked a bunch of ribeyes for a demo. And he's like, "Man, y'all, you know, cut me up some of these ribeyes. I want to show you how I use. If you have leftover steak, you can get a nice dish out of this to serve to people." And it, it, it reminded me of something you would do, like casserole at home or something like that. But you take chunks of steaks and you mix it with cook steak, cook steak yeah. already cooked steak. And you mix it with uh, like beef stew seasoning uh, or au jus seasoning. You put onions like in it, you put peppers in it, yeah. put rice in it, and you put beef broth. It all goes in an aluminum pan, like uncooked rice. He, but he, I think he did use like the minute rice. comes yeah. in the yeah. red box or whatever. So you're doing it cooking fast, but you could use long grain rice. It'd still cook. It'd just take a little longer. But he mixes you know, all those ingredients up in the pan, covers it in foil, sticks it on the pit. So no cream or nothing? Um, I don't I didn't see any yeah. but that's a great idea. Cream of, if you put cream of mushroom in that, it'd be really yeah, good. Good and creamy. But it makes almost like a you know, it's a steak. It's a casserole. It, yeah, beef and rice. Yeah. Beef and rice casserole is what it is. But it's I mean, serving it to a large crowd. You know, you just get them a scoop, put it in a tray, give them a fork. It's a great off way to you stretch go. that yeah. beef, too. But it was really good. And I see where, like, if you had leftover chuck roast, if you had leftover brisket, if you got leftover, I mean, who has what? leftover steak? <laughs> I mean, that's what, he's like, you want to do, you know, you got leftover ribeye. I said, Harley, who are you hanging out with <laughs> that don't eat all the ribeye? You need new friends. Yeah, you need new friends. <laughs> but he did, so instead of doing ribeyes this time, he did strip steak. It's Which worked so, just the same. You could do it with any kind of steak. If you if you wanted to do it with flank steak or, you know, flat iron or whatever, you just need cooked steak. You cook it first, and I'd probably cook it on the rare side, cut it up into bite-sized pieces, mix it up with the vegetables, the rice, the seasonings, the beef stock, and then cover it and cook it. I think he said it takes about hour, hour and a half at 350. Mm-hmm. It's ready to go. That's another one. It's a really good dish. Add whatever you wanted to. Add oh, yeah. whatever veg, add whatever seasonings, you know. Yeah, you can make that one all, all kinds of ways. But I'm a, a, any kind of rice casserole dish, I'm a junkie for it. And it's like, that's my thing. I'm, you know, don't pick chicken and rice, smother pork chops and rice, <laughs> beef tips and rice, all that. That's that's me. It reminds me of them. It's like a jambalaya or something yeah. like that, that you're just making in a one pot dish on the, in the oven. But. You can do it on the on the those triggers work just like outdoor ovens too. I mean, they're not just for grilling or smoking. You can you can you know cook something like that in and it does fine. Um, we also had what was the next demo? Um, um well, boil balls, the crawfish. I was going to talk about his chicken bites too. Okay, and they took they took uh, a lot like I do the brown sugar chicken skewers. They took boneless skinless thighs and cut them into strips and then seasoned them and then put them in like a teriyaki marinade. And then put them on the pit and roasted them, and then they pulled them off. They just cut them into you know bite sized pieces, mm-hmm. and you got a couple bites of teriyaki chicken. That was a great and 
I really like really tender. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're flavorful. Melting your mouth. They were good. Thighs are the way to go with that, Heck and it's yeah. a quick dish. And if you if you're sleeping on the boneless, skinless thighs, you got to get on that train. <laughs> Because I mean, even the, I mean, I would start with those the brown sugar bourbon chicken, the chicken thigh skewers that we do. But you could go Asian style with it. You could go any kind of flavors that you want to do with those chicken thighs. You could do it. And the little sliders were good too. It was yeah. Like a, you know, smoke the pork loin, cut it in slices, put it on a Hawaiian roll, topped it with some cheese, let the cheese melt. So can't Sorry, go wrong. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. And me and Tyler tried to do like a TikTok with that one. I don't know how it's going to turn out because mm-hmm. by the time we got going, the crowd, so what happened with these demos was the crowd would just be all around you and it was hard to, you know, get anything across, but you want to talk to everybody and explain the dishes you're serving. But yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as what we were trying to get some footage, it was a little tough. That's a good problem to have though. Yeah. yeah it's a great problem. Yeah. To have. But then, um, bull balls came. Those guys, came. did you know? So they're from new Orleans. They're young. It was two brothers. And that's what I was like, man, I expect those guys, you know, I don't know. You think of somebody's got a company. They could be. I don't know, our age. Know, older than me. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm their age. But, but yeah, they show up. I was like, oh yeah, man, these two, you know, kind of, you know, Louisiana guys and they're yeah. cooking crawfish and they're going through everything they have. And they had sweet potatoes. And I was like, what are y'all doing with those sweet potatoes? And they said, like, oh, we're going to show you. You never had sweet potatoes in a crawfish bowl? And I was like, no, I figured they'd go to mush, you know, that yeah. it's something that's not going to stand up. Man, they shocked everybody with the sweet potatoes in the bowl. That was like the one of the highlights of the day. Everybody kept saying, "Did you get a sweet potato?" Yeah, there's people just bringing around. <laughs> those were big hit. That was some awesome crawfish. They were. We got those. Really I think those good. crawfish came from Crawfish Haven up in Horn Lake. Mm-hmm. And man, they were they're big right now. The heads holding all the juice. I mean, it's just the right time. Yeah. We're we're the we're in that getting it ain't to the peak yet, but they're get they're right. If you're in the crawl, they're still a little high. I think they're three, three, three twenty-five a pound this week, or something like that. But we had a lot of crawfish, and people ate crawfish all day. All day, it was a big hit. I don't know how many sacks they bought. I think you said five, but, five or it? six, something like that. So and it was were, enough for everybody. Yeah, to it was get enough for everybody good, there. Yeah. They wanted to try crawfish. I mean, some people got. I mean, they were taking. So we'd set up one of our little round crawfish tables that you'd put the garbage can in the center of, and we'd just take a half pan over there and let whoever's standing around the table just get share. in there. Yeah, yeah, share. But most of them was just coming out. You got, I don't know. A boat. Eight to ten crawfish in a little yeah. boat. Enough to try. But the flavors were good. They were, you know, we put some of our pickled products in there. They had the olives and they had the you know, the hot dill pickles and they had some of the pickled quail eggs in the bowl. <laughs> you don't like all that stuff in there, do you? I mean. They had the corn. No. You know, they had the corn and they skipped the regular potatoes and went sweet potatoes. Yeah. They had some sausage in there and had the mushroom and champignons in there. And um, I, used the king crawl bowl for the liquid. I can get, I don't, I don't even care about the potatoes. I don't even really care about the corn. I want Whoa. crawfish. Mushroom. And I, and I want the mushrooms and the garlic. And that's and about no it. sausage? Eh, it I depends like on sausage. your sausage. Yeah. yeah. But what, you know, so they did something unique. And to me, citrus flavors really go great with crawfish. Yeah. And a lot of times, and I use a ton of lemon when I do it, but what I do is I half those lemons, squeeze them in my pot when I'm getting everything going, throw the you know throw the lemon peel and everything in there with it, and it's kind of flavoring the pot. Well, what they did, they would take the fruit, and Waylon got me this fruit juicer. It's like uh, for Christmas, and it's like one of those that's got the handle, and you cut the cut the. It's like what Aunt Julius would have. Yeah, yeah, cut the citrus fruit in half, <laughs> put it on there, and hammer down on it and yeah. squeeze it. So they caught all the juice, and they did oranges, 
lemons and limes, I think. And they made, I don't know how many they did. They had bags of the fruit. But what they did, as they would squeeze it, and you know, cut it and squeeze it, they would throw, what do you call it, the hull or, you know, whatever's left, the pulp and all, the, you know, the, yeah. the half. After it got all the juice took out, they'd throw that in the pot. So it was flavoring the pot that way. But they saved the juice. And so whenever they boiled for, you know, you boil crawfish five to seven minutes, depending on how tough the shell is, and you turn it off and you put the boil boss on it, which was their why they came to kind of showcase how that bull bolt works. You cool, you cool that pot down. You soak those crawfish to really get the flavor in there. That's when they added the fresh juice, and they said it gives it so much more. It gives it so much more of the citrus flavor that, and you really can taste it. And man, I was like, this is. That's a great I'm, idea. Yeah, I'm using that because you're not cooking it out. Yeah, in the bowl. Yeah, that's right. You're not steaming all over that. That flavor's in there, and you could really taste the different citrus notes in it. Gave it a th- those are some those are some really good crawfish. And then you had the rib demo. Yeah, Dustin Rudd and Tennessee Mojo Jay Durbin did um man, it was a comp style. I, that was a flat comp style. It rib. was. Originally the idea was we're just gonna do some eating ribs. We'll throw TX on them, cook them. Everybody loves a good eating rib, and they's like, no, th- they want to do a comp style rib. So they did baby back ribs. Um uh, I would you call it I'd call it Memphis and May or MBN style. Yeah. Um, Sweet, sticky. I don't even know the whole recipe that they did. (laughs) I mean, because, you know, a comp recipe's got all kinds of stuff on it. Yeah. They seasoned them. They smoked them. They wrapped them with all the good stuff. They took them out. Dustin whipped up a a, a special barbecue sauce glaze, put it back over the top of them, let that sit, did all this on the BFO, and there was going to be a big demo for that. And I guess there was. Yeah, there but was. But by the time, so this was the third thing going that day. It was already, I don't know, 12, mm-hmm. noon. Is one, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was packed at that point. I couldn't even get up there. <laughs> I mean, it was so many people. Yeah. And then we'd already started, you know, Traeger fed them all this food. And they'd ate crawfish. And then by that time, you just warmed them up for ribs. <laughs> and it was like everybody How wanted ribs. How many slabs of ribs do we have? I don't know. They could 26? Taste. Yeah, it was, 28? it was a lot. It yeah. was a lot of ribs. I don't know. If I don't think there's any left. Uh-uh. By the end of the day, so we were going to shoot a TikTok video with that. And Tyler got some footage, but it was it was hard for you to get up oh, there yeah. and get it, wasn't it? It was a lot of people. Like everybody like at that point when I made the call for everybody to go back there, like there was nobody left on the other side. Yeah, of the there was all <laughs> right there. And so I didn't even try to fight my way up in there. But at the end they'd saved I told I said Dustin, save, you know, at least a rack or two of ribs for me to glaze and let's we want to try to get a little TikTok video out of it. So that's what we did. At the end of the day, I mean, I guess we, we were pretty technically done at that point, right? Mm-hmm. It was after two. I pulled those two slabs that had been hanging out in the Cambro, and I glazed them up right there on the grill, put some seasoning on them, and me and Dustin did a little you know, trying right there on camera, and they were really, really good. I mean, they were still tender, I did juicy. Not, I didn't try you didn't a rib. rib. Didn't get one either. Mm-mm. I didn't get to try everything. I didn't I didn't try any of the ribeye or the tri-tip. That was next. After yeah, the ribs. then it was tri-tip and ribs that yeah. Brian and um, Mark, Mark did. did the demo. Brian cooked them. He did uh, did some reverse seared tri-tip on the drum. We put them on there, smoked them for a little while, pulled them off, held them, and then seared them back off at the raise the tip on the drum and right before time to serve them and seared them off. And then they did a full-blown how-to-cook ribeye from trim demo, it, yeah. season it, firing up the PK grill, did they, like, do the comp style where you tie it and the whole nine yards? Once again, 
the that demo was right beside the grill demo. I mean, the grip demo, <laughs> pretty much. It. And there were so many people. I didn't. See I was it. right there. They didn't tie anything. Uh, they did kind of show you how you would trim a comp style ribeye, maybe. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it was just kind of on the grill. Did they do grade. how they? Uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming they did. How you get the grill marks on the PK using the grill grade? Yeah. Yep. They did the grill marks full, and stuff. Full blown. Mm-hmm. He had started those. I don't know what they were thinking. They started it. The PK grill at like 9 a.m. I was like, yeah, y'all might need to go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be several hours before you get to cook your ribeye. So they had to, they just had to get it warmed just, up. Yeah, they just warmed it up and they re- refired it all. They might have done it to stay warm. But it's maybe, pretty, it's maybe so. Cold. It was pretty cold that morning. <laughs> He's like, I think I jumped it a little early. I said, yeah, it'd be all right. <laughs> we'll just refire those up when it gets closer to time. But That's uh, the fastest one, really. Because ribeye steak, from start to finish, does not take long. I mean, you're looking six to eight minutes 20, on the grill. 20 minutes to get it fired the up. The hardest thing is that getting the charcoal ready. It takes the longest to do that than it does cook it. So from you start to finish. You get that grill finish, about 500 degrees. Start to finish, your ribeye takes 30 to 40 minutes. I would give myself one hour. One hour. Because I always like to you know get the coals going, then get it in the grill, then let the grill get hot. Yeah. Then... Clean, the, clean your grill grates. And let your steak sit out. And warm up. Yeah. That's my timeline. Usually about an hour out. No, but um, we had wonderful people come. Oh, uh, man. You got some gifts. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did. I did. Um, we had people. So we had, where all do you remember people coming from? There was some people from Indiana. There were some people from Illinois, Michigan. That was the um, Mitten Barbecue Supply. Gulf Smokes. Cough smoke. Um, Texas. Alazanza came. Um, Skull and Mortar Barbecue. I forgot where they're from. East Coast. Um, Oregon. Oregon. That's where your mayonnaise nice came from. Man brought me. He brought me some rye whiskey, and then you got some Q pie mayonnaise. What does that say about us? Did they well, bring they you know whiskey. What we like. <laughs> Don't you like? I, I brought that in here so you could try it on camera today. Is it, I'm not going to try it on camera. Just, I yeah, am just open try it up that. and squeeze it. <laughs> you go wait till lunch. I am curious. I'm going to try it. I've never had Japanese style mayonnaise. Have you? No. It's pronounced QP. QP. It says on the side. I see that. See me tell you the difference real quick. Yeah. Oh, is there a printout on it? Yeah. So oh, Japanese cool. mayo has egg yolks, apple, or rice vinegar. And I guess that's it. Um, American mayo has whole eggs, distilled vinegar, salt, and sugar. Blue plate has sugar in it? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I think Blue plate only has egg yolks, though. Like, I think that's their thing is, like, other companies went to the whole egg when Blue plate stayed with just the yolks. Ah, yeah. didn't know that. Well, I want, I'm interested to see if it's as good as Blue plate. Me too. I'll it's try it. that later. I want to make up a yum-yum sauce with it. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I bet that's what they use. <laughs> sriracha. So we need some sriracha. <laughs> yeah. But um, one thing I did want to add next year possibly is something special for all the out-of-towners. Yeah. And people in the community and podcast listeners, you know, people like that. Right. Maybe a meet and greet the night before. Something, something. like that. Because that's what a lot of people were doing. They were, you know, they were coming in town. And we had our event for, I don't know, four or five hours that day. And it's like, what do we do now? I was like, oh, you know, I'm probably going to bed. But <laughs> if I was y'all, I would go get a margarita at La Siesta. <laughs> Maybe go get some appetizers at Memphis Barbecue. So, People were asking me, what should we do while we're here? I'm like, uh. That's what I felt like. I, I mean, that was a lot of the things I was giving was recommendations. So I said, we need to put together a list of our favorite places to hit when yeah, you come to town. Yeah. What to do besides, I mean, we want you to come visit the shop. 
But you got to have other stuff to do, right? I think so too. I love this idea. We're going to put together. A- I told people to go get ice cream whenever you're 51. That's what I did too. If you like cheesecake, go to cheesecake. <laughs> Call it the Malcolm Trail. <laughs> yeah. That's go. what we were talking about. <laughs> do, do a day in the life of Malcolm. That's awesome. <laughs> Stop by the J&J, get you some Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a sausage biscuit. Kalache from the donut. <laughs> go to Scooter's Gym, Atorium. <laughs> But yeah, it was all in all, it was a really nice day. Everybody was nice. There was a few bad apples that we had, but you got to have somebody. To we had somebody. At. We had somebody just demanding a whole pan of crawfish. <laughs> wow. I think Mark got an argument. He's like, "I'm not giving you a whole pan of crawfish. <laughs> We've got sitting on the table these boats. You know, if you want a couple of them, get them to you. Yeah. No, I want a whole pan. Two take home. Somebody. So we had Steve Conley. He's like local Memphis. Been there for years. Famous DJ and. They come out from ninety five through the rebel and did some uh, live spots with me. He would just get he'd come find me in the crowd. He's like, "All right, we're about to go on the air. We got to record this," and so we just come on. So we're doing all that yeah. stuff. But he had tickets. He was giving away tickets to Hank Junior. I didn't ask him about George Strait tickets, <laughs> <laughs> but but he had t- he had tickets to the Hank Junior show coming up. He had Maybe tickets Hank to Junior, you know, Junior's a better get, an easier yeah, get. easier get. We might have got him to show up. <laughs> but he had MMA tickets. There was something local going on. But I guess when it got time for them to leave, he had a stack of these tickets and gave them to Mikey or one of the kids that we had at the Buck Junkie tent, and they just had them there. And so supposedly. Some guy had come up there and said, hey, can I see those tickets? Got the tickets, like all of them, and ran with them. <laughs> like took a stack of these MMA tickets, for real. For real. I was like, who was it? Who came and stole all the tickets? He's like, I don't know, man. It was some guy. He come out. And he said, can I see them? And he grabbed them all and ran with them. I don't think it was Hank tickets. It was just the MMA ones. But Yeah. Run he must cameras. have really wanted to go to the fights. <laughs> he probably was out there selling them on the street. Some scalper heard them. Because they were doing like, – so when he did the radio spot – he would go, all right, first one to come find me here at, you know, how to barbecue right Malcolm shop. I got two tickets for you to this yeah. event. He's promoing the event. And I guess people were showing up and getting those. Yeah. Well, yeah, somebody stole. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a few people, you know, but yeah. it's all. You That's gotta... blind breakers. Free stuff, man. <laughs> you know, we have people snatching stuff off the goodie table. Like, you know, so we had a welcome tent, right? And we did a wheel, like you spin this wheel, and we, we had give free you some t-shirts swag. and some stickers and koozies, and, yeah, and just you know, cool stuff. Yeah, it's some but product. it's just swag. And then so Cheyenne was running that for us. Well, she would turn around, the people would spin the wheel, <laughs> she'd get them a gift. Well, when she turn her back, people were swiping stuff off the table. I think it was just one person oh. in particular that was doing it multiple yeah. times. She had like, call people out on that. <laughs> I mean, I know it's free, but <laughs> you got to spin the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> you get one spin, let's let somebody else be it, you know? <laughs> Hey, we clap for you. Know. <laughs> I mean, it's cool to get free stuff, but God, when you got a want one of all of it, I guess, or multiples. <laughs> Who knows? Were the kids like? See, I didn't get to spend much time over on the kids thing. Were they? Were they really? Or was it? Michael said that he had to tell some kids to leave the dancing man alone. <laughs> <laughs> they kept trying to tackle the dancing man. That might have been a TikTok for you to get people to dance, get them to dance like the dancing man. I didn't think about that. I said he's always a big hit. <laughs> no, always the, is. The kid thing was fine. Yeah. No, it went good. I yeah. think everything did. It was good. Um, something. Thank, we want to thanks to everyone that came out and helped us for real. You know, Traeger, Bull Boss, the uh, uh, Mojo, 
Uh, who am I forgetting? Dustin, Brian. Michael Scott watched the door. Michael Scott was a great doorman. I mean, uh, the photo booth lady. Yeah. 95 through the rebel. <laughs> Born in Hawkins insurance. We gave away some cool stuff. Yeah. So what Townsend. we did with that was, yeah, Townsend Supply uh, and Spices, they donated a, a drum smoker. Mm-hmm. And what we did is we, if you bought anything in the shop, you got a ticket. For every 25 bucks you spent, you got an extra ticket. And there were some people that had stacks of tickets. Yeah. I was like, they were trying to rig it. But uh, it was cool. Um, oh, uh, Kevin Green from the butcher shop. He, oh, he, yeah. he sent yeah. some gift certificates to get some uh, meat from him, briskets and stuff like that. So, you know, just shout out to those guys for – being a part of it but it was cool we pulled those uh, most of them how'd you work that like if somebody didn't answer the phone you just you got six rings and if you didn't answer you move on to the next ticket if you're not all, there the whole giveaway thing was a big debate for weeks here at the shop <laughs> how do you give and away free stuff everybody had an opinion I, I felt like everybody was overthinking it a little bit but anyway <laughs> um we the deal was we give you a call we pull your name you know we say we're giving away this tick this prize we pull a ticket we give you a call if you do if not, you're not answer, there you don't have to be there but if you're not there we call you yeah uh, if you do not answer within four rings we hang up we do not leave a message you lose <laughs> on to the next so you better be on that get. phone right yeah, yeah. how many how many did you have to skip over oh well uh. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't wearing my glasses, so I called two wrong, wrong numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I was like, Melissa, you're going to have to help me. <laughs> <laughs> Read that to me, please. So I at least got the number right. Were you calling out the right number on the ticket? Or <laughs> it was just the phone number, it was the handwritten just the phone number. stuff. I, called yeah. T- yeah. I pulled two. I pulled the cooler yeah. and the drum. And the cooler. And he, he was he there, had, yeah. and the drum just ha- so happened somebody knew him or something. Yeah, he was a local guy. Yeah. 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 But that was cool. Um, it's always yeah. fun to give away stuff. So then Sunday we woke up, and me and Malcolm both were like, uh, I really wanted a hot dog. I kept seeing people walk around with these hot I didn't dogs. even get one, yeah. No, so the end of the afternoon, I'm like, y'all, where's those hot dogs? I really want a hot dog. They're like, no, all the hot dogs are gone. So me and Malcolm got up Sunday morning and went and bought some hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and brats. And brats. Yeah. And that's what we cooked Sunday afternoon. I made a pasta salad. That was really good. So tell me about your pasta salad because that was an excellent pasta yeah, salad. It's it's kind of I guess you call it Tuscan. It's a Tuscan. It's kind Tuscan of Tuscan pasta. Yeah, it is. I kind of stole it. <laughs> you didn't feel like making it today, so I'll make it. You use now. I'm not. I don't remember what the name of that noodle is. Do you? Cava. Cavatappi. Cavatappi. Yeah. So it's a corkscrew macaroni noodle. So you boil those cavatappi noodles just by package directions. It's like nine ten minutes till they're al dente. Drain them, and while they're still warm, put all your whole bag of spinach, fresh raw spinach leaves, baby spinach, in a bowl. Dump those noodles on it, and the heat from those noodles kind of wilts that spinach. Fold that in. Put in your sun-dried tomatoes. They're kind of cut up into strips, and then put in your olives. Um, you put in feta. Feta cheese. and I didn't put the feta cheese in until last, last. Yeah. Toss it in the sauce you whip up, and then put the feta cheese in. And then refrigerate it. All those flavors come together. Spinach gets really nice in it. It's got that basil pesto flavor without being too strong. Sometimes those pestos are too strong. Yeah. And the mayo helps give it a little bit of creaminess, but it's not a creamy pasta salad at all. No, because it really kind of absorbs. It's very summertime-ish. Yeah. I mean, it's an excellent different take on a, on a cold pasta salad. But then I did the brats, and I did the, salt, the, the hot, those big quarter pound. These were Hebrew National quarter pounders. They were still good. We throw them on Traeger. Brats on Traeger. And and hopefully, we tried to 
get enough footage of the brats to do a TikTok. I hadn't seen it yet. Also, you want to talk about your brisket-style tri-tip? That was the recipe this week. Yep. And if y'all have not uh, tried that, you better jump on it because well, okay. that was the first time I'd ever tried it. I've heard of it. I mean, I've talked to people about doing it. And I've always like, why? I mean, tri-tips are good. You've rare. always been like, what? Yeah. No, that can't be good. It's going to be dry. You know? That's what you would say. You know how brisket flat gets sometimes? If you just cook the flat, and it can get, yeah, textures <laughs> off. Well, like peanut butter. I had some tri-tip that I'd got from Kevin. It was Australian Wagyu tri-tip. Now, I don't know if it was the method or if it was the meat. Or it's probably a combination of both, really. But this recipe will give any tri-tip a run. It'll give the best brisket you ever have a run for its money. <laughs> It tasted better than brisket. You thought it did? Yeah. I didn't trim it much at all. It had a little bit of fat cap on the bottom. I left that, trimmed a little of the sinew off the top, seasoned it just like I would a brisket. Got a good dose of TX on it, salt, you know, coarse salt, coarse black pepper, a little bit of hot rub for some color and a little pop, put it on the smoker, and two and a half, two, two and a half hours on the outlaw, it was Part was beautiful on it. Yeah, it was pretty. It was really pretty. So I wrapped it up it looked like a brisket. Yeah, too. oh yeah, it did. Swole up. Yeah, swole up like a brisket would, and then wrapped it up. And I didn't put anything in the wrap. In fact, I wrapped it in butcher paper. I put a meat probe in it from the get go because I said I've never done this. I want to watch it and see what it does. I knew when it got to one sixty, it's going to be time to wrap. So I wrapped it up in butcher paper tight. Left that probe in there. Took it to two hundred. Pulled it off, and I didn't let it rest. What do y'all think? Twenty minutes, maybe. Y'all yeah. were there. I mean, everything was wasn't long. I didn't throw it in a cooler or nothing. We just left it set out, and it rest. And so I let it rest, and then unwrapped it. And I, right away when I unwrapped it, I was like, "Oh, this thing's going to juice." Most time, the paper absorbs a lot of it, and it's you know. But this one was still had a lot of juice. I'd wrapped it up yeah. so tight. I was like, "Dang, this might be onto something." I could feel it. It just kind of felt it, jiggly, you know. It had that had that brisket feel. And um, started slicing it. The thing with tri-tips, you got to go against the grain. So one end, you kind of start making your slices, and you got to kind of stop and then turn and do the other side. And then when I tried it, it was just like melting your mouth. It's good. I mean, it was a cross between point and flat. I agree. It was kind of that zone, you know, when you get where you get some flat and some and that some good point. fatty area. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it didn't have a lot of, it didn't have hardly any fat to it at all. There was a little bit on bottom. But it had the texture, the meat texture yeah. of the fatty. Right, area. right. That was yeah. what, that was the whole thing, the mouthfeel on it. It wasn't Seasoning like- was great on it. It had good smoke, nice little smoke ring. But, and then when I brought it to work, I was like, y'all got to try this. And they were like, ah, come on, man. It's, you know, try tip. It ain't going to be <laughs> You done overcooked it. Well, they was like, man, that's better brisket. Like you said, everybody, the consensus was that was It excellent. tasted like a really, really good baby brisket. Jamie even said, he said, I think you can put that in a box and fool some people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the, but the whole thing about it was it was way faster than you could cook a brisket. Oh, because, yeah. Because so was it was two and, a half hour, two and a half hours and about an hour 15. So what's that? 345. Four. 345. It's done. Three forty-five, and that's not and then, so. In a, in a post, nothing. I noticed I was reading some of the comments after you posted it. People, uh, it, I guess it kind of read like it's faster than a people interpret it as faster than a hot and fast tri-tip, but we meant faster than a brisket. Yeah, not a tri-tip. It's yeah. faster than you can cook a brisket, same style. It's not faster than a you know you could reverse sear a tri-tip and 
sear it an hour and a half. Oh, or you yeah. can just grill a tri-tip in a, you know, 35, 45 minutes. So it's not faster than that. It's faster brisket style than a brisket. Like way faster. Like yeah. way faster. <laughs> Almost three times yeah, as fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just as good. Now, I don't know what it's like with a choice tri-tip. So this yes. could be my next experiment. Does it do Does it relate? Yeah. Are you? Is it going to be, I would expect it to be drier. Because that was the big thing. This one had so much marbling in it. But, I don't know if you could have messed it. You could probably took it to 15 <laughs> degrees internal. It would have been fine. It was so good. It was very good. Um, I would like Best, to what, So that. where do you think in tri-tips, the ones, the ones like that, that we've done, that we've done, you know, cooked and on camera, what's been the best one? I kind of know which one I'm thinking of. We had some meat from Matador Prime one time that was really, really good. We did a reverse sear on yep. it. Still had a thick fat cap yeah, on still it. Still had a thick fat cap on it. We've I think done. Kendall cooked it, didn't it? I think Kendall did yeah. cook that one. Um, we've had some from Kevin that you've done reverse on, and and Creekstone has some good ones. Yeah, that y'all did. But every time, it's always a reverse sear. Yeah, like those ones we did for that. Um, the catering gin show. Yeah. Those we were saying, man, this is some of the best tri tip we've ever cooked mm-hmm. because it got that long rest. It was like reverse sear, two hour rest, sear, forty five minute rest, and melt in your mouth. Totally different texture than the brisket style tri tip. The brisket style tri tip had that brisket feel. I agree, but it was it was better than brisket. It, <laughs> but it was better, yeah. I, you know, it'd be hard to compare reverse seared. Try to taste is along the line of steak. I agree. That's Bite what I was into it. Say. It's like a ribeye. Bites like a piece of tender steak. Chews like a piece of tender steak. Tastes like you know you get a little smokiness, but you still get that grilled. This was brisket textured through and through, but but better. That was so. That's I mean that's the trade off there. And it, it tastes so it's like different. Same meat. piece of meat, just different. You know, different feel. I liked it. I want to. I want. I want to see. What it was like with a choice or yeah. a prime. I want to see how it how it or is really. Kevin's meat that he's getting just that good? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> it it is, ain't it? It really is. I'll let y'all know about the choice I got one at Kroger. So okay. you know, I so I saw that, that in their mm-hmm. I saw that in their I was in the truck cargo the other day and they had this sign and there was two or three pieces of meat in there. It said try tip and then underneath it said beef loin. I was like, huh. How is that? But I guess so. The tri-tip comes off the strip, which is not loin at all, you know. <laughs> so I don't know if that's they just cut some piece of meat and into a triangle-ish shape and called it tri-tip, Sorry. or if it's really tri-tip. <laughs> I would have to I would have to really expect that Look piece of it. meat and see if the grain. Well, because doing. one in that meat counter where they had it labeled, it was rolled, so it was kind. Of, it wasn't like. You see a tri-tip, and when it's laid out, it's, it's kind of flat. flat. It looks like a boomerang. And you can tell, it looks, yeah, it looks like a boomerang. It's got that long side. It's a you know, triangle shape. Mm-hmm. Obtuse triangle, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a triangle. <laughs> but but the, I, and so I, I was really, I don't know if that's the, because I saw it, I was like, oh, man, tri-tips are Kroger. I don't know. Now I'm worried. Maybe I was just reversed. But here. what was it? It was, wasn't cheap either. Nah. What, Twelve ninety nine a pound yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I paid I a say commit for it. Just commit it. Commit it. Commit to it. it. Do it. All right. Go brisket. You'll style. notice because because before you cook a tri tip, look at the grain. One, it'll probably have the remnants of a fat cap on one side. Mm-hmm. There might and the ones I saw in the meat counter didn't have any sinew. I couldn't see the bottom side. 
I didn't ask him to pick it up, which I should have. But uh, it, like you'll, you'll see the striations in the muscle. So down that long, skinny side, the grain will be running kind of straight towards that, that angle. Mm-hmm. And then on the opposite end, the short side of the triangle, it'll be running the opposite way, usually going kind of down across it. So if you see that difference in striations, might be a tri-tip. Go for it. But if it's just all like, looks like the grain's running a different way. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some kind of roast they've done triangle shaped. There's no telling. There's no telling. It's I'm, very rare to see a tri-tip that's not marinated in a bag in in the in mid-south our area. area. Yeah. yeah. I never see them. Unless somebody's special ordering them like we got uh, Brad's up there in South Haven. He'll uh, he'll order tri tips sometimes, and then I think Thomas's used to order some. And there's there's a few places that'll have some, but they're specialty ordered. Okay. Yeah, we used to have a friend ship them to us from California because right. you can get them Costco. Yeah, two dollars a pound, something like that <laughs> for prime. It was two ninety nine a pound prime tri tip in a three pack tray. But that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was, that was way before pandemic. Yeah. But still, Tyler, we had a discussion about this. So you went out to visit family. California was uh, spring break. Was it? Uh, it was. It was in February. Uh, it's been several weeks ago. Yeah, but Southern you went Cal. to the grocery store and was checking out stuff. And their meat prices are crazy. Like they have, like not high. They're low. Really? And you that's what ex- shocked me. I was expecting California for, steaks for to be just, forty dollars for beef or for all meat. For pretty much all meat, I, I would say I was more focused on the beef. Yeah. Um, but like. Just in compare, like my dad had come into town here, and he was looking at our meat prices. Like, wow, y'all are paying an awful lot. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong; I'm sure California pays for it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gas. <laughs> but it was just crazy the difference in price of like uh, every day. And I can't; I don't know exactly what ribeye is here right now. But let's just say I think I've seen it like even thirteen ninety nine a pound, fourteen like yeah. pretty up there. Yeah, uh, and. This I, I don't know. I think it's called like Stater Brothers or something like that. I think they had it for like four ninety nine a pound for like a really really good looking ribeye. Really, so. I, that shocked me that they would. I mean, I, I don't doubt it. Maybe they're it's the production to the source going there. Like yeah, that, yeah. I would say because California is vegan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah trying, maybe that's why nobody's buying them either. I <laughs> trying to give that away. <laughs> if you went and bought hummus, it was probably forty dollars. <laughs> You're probably right, but no, I, I highly recommend trying that uh, tri-tip brisket style. So I saw something interesting on our community page this past week. So what was it, Jill? Um, it was Panda Express ribs. They were they made ribs using brown sugar and that orange chicken sauce like that paint oh really orange chicken sauce yeah i could see that i yeah. did a general sales ribs yeah uh, yeah along that tight because i mean it's your sweet tangy yeah. Yeah. you know got a lot of the elements you know you'd need so i, thought I would say that'd be good yeah. yeah was it it was in the orange chicken sauce mm-hmm. they just did they the, use it out of the bottle yep. like orange panda express orange chicken sauce yep they did and what was the other ingredient they used brown sugar oh yeah okay yeah but um, I mean, I didn't. Can't be bad. They just had that picture up there. Yeah, I didn't ask yeah. him about their entire cook, but I'm kind of curious now. I wonder what rub they used. And yeah, I, I don't know. That's one of the, do they they go through all the steps on that pie? And look no, the they just posted that idea, and yeah. I was like, that's a pretty good idea. I love me some Asian inspired dishes. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then someone else asked, "What else do you smoke for Easter aside from ham?" Rabbit. 
<laughs> That's what somebody said. <laughs> no, I saw that. Um, oh, yeah. What come to my besides ham? What come to my mind? I mean, some people still do turkeys, but pork loin roast of some type. You know, lamb. Uh, crown lamb would be a big one that people do at Easter. Um, you know, crown roast of pork. A crown roast of pork. Pork loins. Pork tenderloins are good for Easter. Do you have any Easter uh, recipes that? Usually I do hams, though. That was always our thing. We didn't, I mean, we didn't usually do the turkeys, but some people do. But I would always, I mean, we do a big ham. Last year you did a barbecue ham. Yeah. And it was good. It was really good. Yeah. It was really wasn't like a traditional Easter ham. Yeah. I mean, to me, that Easter ham's kind of like a centerpiece one. You know, you do a little glaze on it and it goes out on a platter like you do at Christmas or something like that. It's just Easter ham, but. <clears throat> I like that I of think, doing the crown ro- roast of pork so or a large think, pork what, loin. So we used to do when we would do the glazed carrots and um, Brussels sprouts. It was like it was kind of like a whatever vegetables were around springtime. Yeah. yeah, and I think I would it would just do a, a pork roast like a a bone in pork pork loin is what I'd typically do with it. Something like that. Um. Really good. That's really good for Easter. And we'll uh, can't go wrong with you know smoked chickens either. <laughs> it ain't gonna hurt anybody. It ain't hurt anybody. Yeah. Smoke some chickens. I usually don't do beef. That's the one thing I don't really do for Easter. No brisket. <clears throat> the hub you know, a lot of people do that mm-hmm. Easter That's brisket. A, yeah, it's a kosher thing. I think you know we usually I'm if I'm doing brisket that time of year, it's going to be comp briskets, and so we've done yeah. brisket it out because. For St. Patrick's Day, we've usually done the corned beef brisket and then done some pastrami by now. And then so brisket's not really something I would do. But that might be something. What Easter if we brisket. do a tri-tip brisket style for, I, I need a, <laughs> for Easter? I, that wouldn't be a bad idea either. Yeah. I need, I mean, uh, just a good old Easter brisket might be a good recipe. Let's do it. Yeah, because I would do it I would do it more in the, uh, it wouldn't be like a, a smoked brisket. I mean, I would smoke, I'd do it on the grill. Yeah. But I would do it with the vegetables and then have more of a, a roasty. roasted, you know, seasonings and stuff like that to go with it and make like a pan gravy to serve with the brisket. So it would be like less you know, barbecue, more gourmet. I don't know about more gourmet, more <laughs> home style. Kind of like that ah. shepherd's pie brisket a yeah, little bit. Kind of Just a kinda... little bit. Yeah, it'd be a lot like that. You still you start off that way. And then when the stuff you wrap it with, it's almost like you build that braising liquid. So you have the tomato paste, the wine. The vegetables, you know, all those, the herbs. And, you can, and so it gives it a different flavor. And then when you slice it, you can take and reduce some of that down, thicken it up, and make a little gravy that serve you serve it over. over mashed it. potatoes. Serve it over mashed potatoes. When I did the brisket shepherd's it. pie with the filet tenderloin, I used the juice to make a gravy just straight uh, from scratch, and it was delicious. Really? On that, yeah. yeah. It was really, really good. So, how did yours turn out? Did y'all do it for. St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, we did it on St. Patrick's Day. Used a filet tenderloin, cooked it pretty much exactly the same way you did it. Normally, you do a lot of trim on a filet tenderloin. I yeah. didn't really. I just kind of put it on the way it was. Did a little trimming, but then you and cut it up. Everything from that point on was basically the same. Just cubed it up at that same point, wrapped it with all the same stuff, and made a. It's the only difference is that instead of just using packet gravy, I just made it from scratch, and it was so good. Did you add any extra vegetables in yours? Like- uh, no, I just didn't put in <laughs> mushrooms because Ashley doesn't like mushrooms. I saw some people did it the. Shepherd's pie, but they went ahead and put the peas and carrots. Yeah, I like saw that. that too. It's not bad in it. Mm-mm. I mean. um, y'all been doing a lot of uh, holiday cooking. 
<laughs> We're out here living my best life, okay? It's Christmas every day. That's good. Ashley's been hitting up the desserts, I've been saying. <laughs> yeah. And the bread. Yeah, the breads. Yeah, she goes, uh, she's really good. This is how I always say. She's very good at healthy cooking. I am very good at bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always my forte. Heart attack cooking. Even, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Even when uh, it's a healthy recipe, somehow oh, I made it yeah, to that's slide the first thing I butter, do. How can we salt. add some calories to this healthy recipe? <laughs> How can we make it delicious pretty much? How can I take this recipe that somebody's I'm not made healthy and bland? How can I turn it delicious? <laughs> I'm not looking to add the Usually calories. Some of my favorite food groups, the butter, the cheese, the, <laughs> the mayo, the extra grease, the bacon. Just Those are all important food groups. That go with stuff. <laughs> so anyways, we balance each other out. She, cause she does a little cookie. I do a little cookie. And usually yeah. it's like a well-rounded. Yeah. Who cleans up the mess? <laughs> Me. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. I'm really like. I do too. Lightning's gonna strike you. <laughs> I'm really like clean when I cook, though. Like I like to clean as I go because I hate yeah. a huge mess I in the kitchen. See, now that's my style too. Chill does not. You have. You've gotten a lot better, but it used to be. <laughs> let's get everything we own messed up and on the counter in the sink, and we'll worry about it tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, nope. We got to use this pot. As soon as you use it, you wipe it out, rinse it, soak it, I have put gotten it back a up. lot, lot better. Yeah. I clean as I go now. I understand the concept and I understand, you know. Makes it easier on Yeah, you. it does. Yeah, we'll it have does. like no silverware left. Like every yeah. bowl's been used. Man, <laughs> our spoon, that's what, she, so she's got a birthday coming up. If her birthday, <laughs> she asked me for spoons. Our spoons are have disappeared. I, I think we've got the, three left. The kids are throwing them away. I swear they're throwing them away. That has to be the only answer. I spoon gnomes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's got so he's got we, my socks. I'm, I'm, I'm missing like half, I don't have any socks paired up, spades. and our spoons are gone. I don't know what he's building, but <laughs> <laughs> we Beware. have as many forks as we started with. We have as many oh yeah, there's knives. two slots of forks. They're <laughs> overflowing. We've got some tablespoons, but the small I guess you call them teaspoons, cereal spoons, cereal spoons. Ice cream three. Spoon, There's three. And it's like, you got to get one. It's like, are they in the dishwasher? No, they're not in there. <laughs> Where are they? I don't know. I'll admit it as a kid, like, I used to leave stuff in my room for so long, and that'd be so embarrassed. That's that what would be so happened. much stuff that yeah. I would just oh, you think that, sneak it out the back door kind I, I of think thing. That's but happened. our bowls haven't disappeared. Well, have you noticed the. <laughs> so why would you throw away, if you're going to throw away the spoon, might as well throw the bowl and all. If you were using a spoon in like a throwaway container, like an ice uh, cream yogurt or, or a parfait. Yeah, or, or yogurt. Or, yeah. I think I know the culprit. And then you go. <laughs> oh, I know the culprit. That's not the fact. It's Michael and all his little grubby little friends. Cronies. <laughs> Michael and his cronies. Yes. <laughs> they come marching down, they get all their spoons, they go right back upstairs and never to be seen again. If we start getting ransom notes on it. You want your spoons back? <laughs> I'm fixing this. So for your birthday, perfect. you might be getting spoons. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we need them. <laughs> it's actually something we need. Yeah. yeah. Well, Malcolm, that's all I have. What do you have coming up? Um, we're fixing to go into full-blown Memphis and May prep mode. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing coming up. We're probably down to some weeks, right? I mean, yes. here we are, last week of March. We've got About six four weeks. Four or five weeks. So, like yeah. yeah. It won't be long. It won't be long. So we got all our We got our order forms in for everything. Did you get all that finalized? Heck yeah. All right. Good. Wrote a bunch of checks. That's always good. Memphis and May but, uh, is not cheap. 
No. I would I would say that that is the most expensive contest you can cook. I, I don't mean, because it's like two hundred dollars for insurance. It's one hundred and seventy five dollars for a portage on. It's four hundred dollars for electricity. Five hundred dollars for electricity. Yeah. yeah. This ain't even buying meat or anything to cook with. This Not is just, to mention your space and your yeah. tent and tables and chairs and toilets and. This is just what it requires you to hotels. Yeah, this is just what it is to uh, quality. Yeah. You know, to yeah. to be in good standing to cook. That's right. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I digress. <laughs> but yeah, so no, I've got you know, we, of course we've got recipes coming. Um, I know I have to, I have something for Easter coming up. It's probably going to be Easter brisket. I'm liking y'all's thinking on mm-hmm. that. Um, Tyler and I have been working on some TikToks. We got a bunch of footage from the event, so we want to try to get some something that's interesting that we mm-hmm. could turn into a TikTok, just so maybe people can see what we did. And it's kind of you know, some of it's kind of funny. Um, I did do a Kong a group Kong rip. Yeah. Spring break, you had to act a little spring breakish. <laughs> so that's going to be one that's coming out. Uh, we did the brat one that's coming out, and so we'll have a full blown schedule. And we're fixing to try coming. out a brand new grill. Yeah, uh, I was one of the lucky ones who got to try this new Traeger XL Timberline, and that's going to happen next week. He just couldn't turn down that offer. Couldn't turn down trying a fancy grill. You know, I'm a sucker for fancy stuff. <laughs> Give me a try something, make it fancy. They said, you got to do a video. Yeah. We'll give you a grill. And he said, sold. Sold. So that was, <laughs> it's probably, you know, I got to cook something on it. I don't do straight reviews on stuff. So I'm going to fire it up, cook something on it. And it's going to be pretty good. I've got to get the recipe worked out. I'm going to film that um, to, either this afternoon or tomorrow. And um, that'll be next week. We'll have that releasing, and then we'll have stuff. Oh, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming. So, yeah. Am I forgetting anything? No, and we'll be back next week. I didn't week. do a good job of making notes of what's coming up. <laughs> I was just doing good to recap. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand-new podcast. That's right. If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and, of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and TikTok. And this week, I'm going to spice it up a little bit. If you guys haven't already, <laughs> make sure you guys go to the YouTube channel and go to the How to Barbecue Right podcast channel. Make sure you guys hit subscribe. We have a brand new channel where we put all the episodes now. They don't go just straight to the How to Barbecue Right page, so you'll get notifications when the videos go live on Monday. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate everybody hanging out with us today. We will see you all again next week. We're gone.